Kids, hiya, hiya. Welcome to Wednesday. This is Wednesday, January the 13th, 2021. And Chester and I are just sitting here looking out at a beautiful sunshiny day here in the fair city of uh, St. Peter's, Missouri. I know you're wondering, where is that? That's right near St. Louis. And uh, it's just a beautiful day, like in the 50 degrees today and sunny. But cold is coming. But it is January, so I always figure any days you can get in January and February that aren't cold, freezing, and snowy is a check in your bonus column. That's the way I figured. Hi, this is Bob Bro, and welcome to the best old-time radio podcast. This is Wednesday, and uh, on Wednesdays we play a mystery, and we've got a good one lined up for you today. So what I want you to do is get rid of the cares of the day. Go over, sit down, make yourself comfortable. Put your feet up, prop them up there. Maybe put a pillow right back there in the small of your back and uh, get yourself a little something to drink, maybe a little snack. And we're going to come right back at you with this week's Old Time Radio Mystery. For a little radio noir this week, we are going to go and visit the lineup. This takes place in a great metropolitan city in the United States someplace. In reality, the stories were based on police case files from the city of San Francisco. And later, when this came out as a television program, the setting was San Francisco. In fact, I can remember very well the uh, sort of the logo for the show was a, a... call box. Remember the call boxes they used to have for the police uh, on various street corners throughout big cities? And this call box was sort of in the shadows and it had uh, a policeman standing there waiting to make a call or making a call. I remember that very vividly. 
Anyway, this was a great show. This one was originally broadcast on February the 1st, 1951. It's got a good story, but more than anything, I think this particular episode sort of shows the, uh, uh, the drudgery at times of uh, being a policeman. Can you imagine doing a stakeout and having to sit in a car and watch something for four or five hours, not falling asleep? Maybe you're fighting a cold? Oh, boy. That, that, would, uh, that would be very, very difficult for me. Well, that happens to our boys tonight. So here we go. This is uh, going back to 1951, February the 1st, on CBS. This is the lineup, and the name of their case tonight is The Grocery Store Matter. Ladies and gentlemen, by transcription, we take you now behind the scenes of a police headquarters in a great American city, where under the cold, glaring lights will pass before us the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. This is The Lineup. Just take any one of the seats. You know, right, right here is fine. Hi, Ben. Oh, hello, Coin. How many you got? Six. All of the robberies? Yeah. I don't think we'll get much, though. I'm pretty sure the boys we want don't have a package. May I have your attention, please? You people hey, out I, there uh, on the other side of the wire in the Sunday. audience room, oh, okay, may I sure. Have your uh, I'll see you in the office later. Huh? Right. Thank you. My name is Greb, Sergeant Matt Greb. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call off a number, their name, and charge. If you have any questions or identifications, please remember the number assigned to the prisoner as I call his name. At the end of each line, when I ask for questions or identifications, call out the number. If you're sure or not too sure of the suspect, have him held. The officers who took your name will assist you. They're seated among you. Please be prompt with your questions or identifications. When the prisoners leave here, they are sent to the bathroom and dressed back into their jail clothes. It makes it quite difficult to bring them back after they leave here. The questions I ask these suspects are merely to get a natural tone of voice. So do not pay too much attention to their answers as they often lie. Bring on the line. All right, keep it moving right over to the end of the stage. Right over here, boy. That's right. Okay, now face front, hands to your side. Come on, you, come on, give him a little room up there. Now look, boys, this is a big room. You'll have to speak up so everybody can hear you. A lot of people out there, and they all want to hear what you got to say, so keep your voice up. Okay, number one, Joel Webster, robbery. Where do you live, Joel? 717 and a half west of 108. Is that a hotel, a house, or what? Hotel. Has it got a name? Yeah. Ashton Arms. Who were you arrested with? Nobody. I was arrested alone. I wasn't with nobody. Any weapons? No. Didn't you have a knife? Yeah, but I wouldn't call it a weapon. Well, what would you call it? A knife. Just a knife. How big a knife was it? Oh, about this big, like this, when it's open. About eight inches? When it's open. It was open when you were picked up, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it got open. Okay, number two. Leonard Palms robbery. All right, Leonard. Don't look at me. Look out at the people. Can't see him. What? Nothing. All right. Where do you live, Leonard? Just got to town. Okay, where have you been staying? In your tank. I just got to town two days ago. Been here maybe an hour. I pull a job. I get picked up. Been here for two days. That's where I've been staying. Where are you from? California, San Bernardino. You mean San Bernardino? Yes, San Bernardino. Were you arrested with anybody? Yeah, I was arrested with another guy, George Lumpkin. Right here, number seven. We're buddies. How long have you known him? Kids together. Lived in Bernardino, San Bernardino, over on D Street, right behind where I used to live. Known him... uh, 20 years, huh, George? Yeah, about 20. Any weapons? No, we never pulled nothing like this before. We got rolled on a train. Oh, you came in by train? Yeah, boxcar, rods. In the boxcar, a couple of guys piled on and rolled us. We needed dough, so we grabbed a purse, but we never done nothing like that before. Huh, George? See? Okay. Number three, Carl Young, robbery. Now, how about it? Any of these men? Where do you live, Carl? 889 South 4. Have him talk up, Matt, please. Right. You'll, uh, you'll have to be louder, Carl. 889 South 4. I live there. You always wear glasses? Yeah, I don't have to all the time, but I do. Take them off. Keep facing the front. What you've got to say, say it to the people out there, not to me. Yes, sir. You working, Carl? No, sir. Not in six or seven months. What do you do when you work? Gardener. Sometimes anything. Odd jobs and things. Any weapons? Yes, sir, a gun. What kind of a gun? 32, Smith & Wesson. Blue steel, nickel plate or what? Nickel plated. I had it for about ten years. You own a car? No. Were you arrested with anyone? No. Where are you from, Carl? From here. I've been here all my life. I was brung up on the south side. I wish I wasn't from here. Now, how about it? Recognize any of these men? All right, number four. James Newton, robbery. Where do you live, James? 309 Greenland. Now remember what I said about talking up? 309 Greenlawn. That's better. Where's that, James? South side, over near Garvey Hill. Who were you arrested with? Three fellas in the other room. Guess the next line. Who are they? A fellow named Bleeker, another guy named... Hi, Ben. Oh, you look a little tired. Yeah, a little. No identifications? Uh-uh. I didn't think they would. These boys don't have records. Well, they're sure going to have... Uh, eight robberies in a month. Well, they've got good descriptions. Yeah. They follow a pretty uniform M.O. Gas stations, all-night markets. Yeah. The best we can do is stake out every all-night market and try watching as many gas stations as possible. That's a big order. Sure is. Uh, You're with me tonight. Okay. We've got the west side market over on Fountain. You better go over and check out at Thompson just in case we're lucky. Lucky. Yeah. 
sure getting tired of sitting here. 88. What are you going to do tomorrow? I got to go qualify if I want to keep my rating. Well, you rate expert, don't you? Yeah. Eight bucks a month. Well, it's my day off, too. I think I'll go along. I'll pick you up. Okay. About 10? I'm picking Quine up, too. Yeah, he's a good shot. Darn good. I got to get up there. My last qualification was in February. February? Yeah. Boy, what did you start yawning for? <laughs> you know, I hate guys who pick on all night spots to stick up. We've already been here four hours. Well, one thing these guys aren't consistent about is the time they pick. Liable to be anywhere from 11 o'clock to 6 in the morning. Oh, swell. KQRA. Huh? Uh, my watch is fast. All units in area Q. Yeah, here's all something. All units in area Q, a 211, code 4, at the Wheeler Market, 608 South Chestnut. Well, this is what we've been looking four, for. Our boys have started Chestnut. using their guns. Okay, take it away. Yeah, that's Asher. Uh, Quine's inside talking to the manager. Okay. All right. All right, let us through, please. Let us get by, please. Come on, come on. Who'd they haul off in the ambulance? Manager's son. Oh. Hello, Ben. Hi, right, what happened? Uh, this is Mr. Bishop. He runs the store. This is Lieutenant Guthrie and Sergeant Greb, Mr. Bishop. I've got to get down to the hospital. That was his son in the ambulance. Yeah, Asher told me. Please, I should be with Jack. It was a four-man we want, all right. They came in, held up the cash register girl. Oh, is that her? Yeah, the one crying. They asked for the money, and Mr. Bishop's son went for a gun under the counter. He wanted to protect the store. He wasn't afraid of them. Please, I've got to get down and see how he is. Asher? Yeah, Ben. See that Mr. Bishop gets down to the hospital. Get him there fast. Sure. Thank you. Now, the car's out this way. Got a statement when he feels like it. Yeah, okay. Now, let's go talk to the girl. Okay. The name's Wilson. Gene Wilson. Engaged to the son. Miss Wilson? Yes? This is Lieutenant Guthrie. He'd like to talk to you. All right. Uh, Miss Wilson, uh, did you get a good look at the hold-up man? Yes. Oh, it's just terrible. I've never been in a hold-up or anything. It was just awful. When that one man shot, shot Jack, it was just terrible. You could identify never... the man who shot Jack, though, huh? Yes, I, I could identify him. I think I could identify all of them, all but the one who stood by the door. There were four of them? Four, yes. I, I got a good look at three of them. Two of them came right up to the cash register. The one stood right over there by the vegetable section, but... I'd recognize him. Uh, and the uh, the fourth, he stood by the door? Yes, right over there on, on the right side. I, I didn't see him until the two men who walked up to me took out guns and told me to give them all the money in the cash drawer. And then I noticed the one standing by the door, just sort of out of the corner of my eye. He had a gun, too. I was scared to death, and 
Jack, he was standing in. Jack was standing right behind her. When the holdup boys showed their guns, Jack reached for a gun his father kept under the counter. Still there. He never made it. Boy, I'm really tired. Yeah, me too. Been a long night. 4.30. Wonder how Mr. Bishop's boy's doing. We ought to hear soon. Hey, wait a minute. I gotta wash up. Yeah, me too. (coughs) Matt? Huh? Want to lift home? Yeah, yeah, please. Hmm. Still going out to the range at 10? Yeah, I got to. I have to qualify tomorrow or I don't qualify at all. Yeah. I sure wish we'd get these guys. Oh, we will. Might take a while, but we will. <coughs> Sooner or later, they'll make a mistake. We'll get spotted and we'll get them. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> The descriptions we've got from all the witnesses, somebody's got to spot them. Hi. Hi. Oh, hello, Asher. How's the bishop, Ken? He's dead. Huh? Died ten minutes ago. I took Mr. Bishop home. He didn't feel much like making a statement. Let's take a look. Yeah, I felt like I was waving at a bus. You got a 98, Ben. Waving at a bus. That's what I felt <laughs> like. I wish I could wave like that. 97, man. Hey, how about Quine? We got a bet. I'm counting it up. You might as well pay up now, boy. I feel it today. <laughs> <laughs> the Annie Oakley of the 16th Precinct. <laughs> 99, Quine. What? You see? Come on, come on. Pay up. Uh, you probably made a deal with the range master. Come on, I hate Welshers. Let's have it. Okay, okay. Here's your dime. Wait a minute. You want to double it on the time fire? 20 cents? 20 cents. How are you going to eat next week? 20 cents. You want it or not? <laughs> you want in on this one, Ben? Sure. I'll get in on it. <laughs> okay. First half of rapid fire. Load and lock. Fire on third bell. Wow. Oh, here comes Asher. Hello, Asher. Hi. Hey, boys all look pretty mean. Second half, rapid fire, load and lock. Fire on third bell. Pretty good, Ben. 
Yeah, he waves, and every time he does, he shoots a 98. <laughs> they got two of the hold-up men. Oh, they did? Come on, Matt. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. You say they got the hold-up men? Yeah, two of them. Phillips had a rookie out in the car, spotted two guys in the parking lot, stealing some stuff out of the back of a car. A couple of young guys. Phillips and this rookie named uh, Crockett picked them up. That's wrong. They got two of the hold-up men. Phillips and the rookie picked them up. They didn't even figure that they might have been part of the hold-up gang. Caught them stealing something out of the car, huh? What? Well, they took them in, shook them down, but not very well. They were bringing them up the back way when one of them pulled a hideout gun. There was a fight on the steps. Rookie got both of them. One dead and the other's dying. I uh, just left Phillips' family. What happened to Phillips? The one with the hideout gun killed him. Second floor, please. Yes, sir. Hello, Guthrie. How are you, Doc? Uh, Sergeant Graham. Yeah, I, I know the doctor. Yeah, how are you, Sergeant? <sighs> okay. Your man's in here. Bullet severed the cervical spine. He's in bad shape. His partner's in the morgue. Jacobs? <laughs> Jacobs. He was talking ten minutes ago. Jacobs. This is Lieutenant Guthrie Jacobs. He wants to talk to you. Jacobs, we want to know where we can find your other two partners. Where's Eddie? He's dead. You killed a policeman, Jacobs. I don't know nothing. You killed a policeman, and we know you're one of four men who've been pulling off those robberies. We got Eddie, and we got you. We want to know who the other two men are. Told Eddie we should have left those cars in one small time. The other two men, Jacobs. <laughs> no good, Eddie. Let's get out. One of you killed that boy in the grocery store. Now tell us who the other two men are. He doesn't know what he's saying. You won't get anything out of him now. We gotta find those other two. Sorry, Sergeant. He's in a coma. Okay. I'll put a man on him in case he comes to and wants to talk. He'll need an oxygen tent if he's going to pull through. Well, do you think he'll make it? I doubt it. That slug went in crazy. Right in his hand, up his arm, through his body. Must have hit his arm out straight. That's right. Pointing a gun. I'm going to see about the tent. Hello. Robbery, please. I, uh... I talked with Crockett, the rookie. He's just sick about it. Hello, Coin. Guthrie, I want a man up here to stay with Jacobs. No, no, he's he's in a coma, but he may come around. I want a man here. Yeah. Yeah? Well, what's the address? Uh, just a minute, wait. Uh, give me that pencil, Matt, and that pen. Here. All right. All right, go ahead. 445 North Elm. Okay. His uncle, huh? Ketchell? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt and I'll take him. Yeah, bye. What's up? They got an address on Jacobs. 445 North Elm. Lives with his uncle, Mr. Ketchell. Well, things are getting hotter. Which way, Lieutenant? Down. Yes, sir.
Mitchell? Yeah, police. What do you want? We'd like to talk to you. Okay, come on in. Place is a mess. Excuse it. <coughs> yeah, we can sit in here. It ain't so dirty in here. <coughs> How about a drink? No, thanks. You don't mind? I'm going to have one. Just grab a chair. We want to talk to you about your nephew. Yeah, I figured. Sure you won't have a short one? No, thanks. <coughs> lousy cough. Had it for a month. No, more than a month. Had the lousy thing since December. Cheers. Your nephew's in the hospital. He is? He was shot. He killed a policeman. <coughs> killed a cop, huh? How do you like that? Well, he ain't no nephew of mine. I'm not really his uncle. My wife's nephew. She's dead. I brought him up. He was with a friend, Eddie Klein. Yeah, just like Jake. No good. Knew Jake would get thrown into jail sooner or later. Never thought he'd kill a cop. We're looking for two more of his friends. Two more? Your nephew? He ain't no nephew. Jacobs and Klein, along with two other men, started holding up stores and gas stations a week ago. Holding up stores and gas stations? Yeah. And we want to know where we can find the other two men. And sticking up places. Kills a cop. And the young boy who worked in one of the stores. <coughs> you got to get me another drink. You sure? Uh, no, thank you. Hey, never was any good. I, I brung him up. His family died when he was three, I think. Wife's sister. Come to live with us. Wife died ten years ago. Never could do anything with him. Yeah, he's been getting in trouble. Oh, those kids making all kinds of rackets. I've told them. Hey, cut that out. Cut it out. Little brats. Yeah, they beat that dishpan all day. Look, Mr. Ketchum. Can you help us on the other two men? Well, one of them would probably be Willie Harris. They run around together. Where does Willie Harris live? A rooming house over on Maple, next block. Don't know the address, but it's in the middle of the block. All right, thanks, Mr. Ketchum. Sure. Kills a cop, sticks up stores. They get much money out of these stores? Going to bed. <laughs> Never showed none of it around here. <coughs> so long. Yeah, this looks like the place. Rooms. 88, yeah. code 6. Oh, that's us. 88, code 6. 88, Roger. Let's go, Matt. I'll use the phone in the rooming house. <coughs> oh, well, what's up? Uh, Willie Harris lives here. I'll, I'm going to call in anyway. And if he's one of the boys that... Yes. Police. Oh, is something wrong? Does Willie Harris live here? Well, yes. Has he done something? Is he in? No, hasn't been in since yesterday. Mm, I'd like to use your phone. Well, all right. Has Willie done something? You're going to arrest him? No, we're not sure. We want to talk with him. Where did you say that phone was? Oh, right in there on the stand. Well, thanks. Wouldn't be a bit surprised if Willie's done whatever you think he's done. I've never liked him. Has, uh... Has he had any money in the last two weeks? Yes, he's paid some of his back rent. I don't know where he got it. He isn't working. Hello, this is Guthrie. No, thanks. It's Quine, Matt. Willie Harris came into some money this week. Oh? 
Much money? Yeah, paid his back rent. Yes, he hasn't been. Uh, hello, Quine. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, look, uh, we're over to Rooming House. We got a lead on a guy named Willie Harris. Might be one of them. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we wait. Yeah, they, they might just show you now. Okay. Yeah. Now, the hold-up. Same M.O., only two men this time. You think Willie was one of them? Might be. If you don't mind, we're going to wait here in case he shows up. Everybody's out. The men are staked around the block. I just talked to Quine. He spotted across the street in the alley. Did you find anything? Yeah. Slugs from a thirty-eight. Hmm? No gun. Say, it was a thirty-eight that killed that bishop boy. Mm-hmm. I'd like to find some of that money. Somebody came in. Yeah, it's coming up here. Get over by the door. Don't move! Look out! I got it. Here. Here's your 38. Uh, okay, okay, get up. Hey, what is this? Where's your partner? What do you mean? Eddie's dead. Jacobs is dying. Where's your partner? I don't know what you're talking about. Take him down there. Hey, hey look. Can't I, still I, Wait you. a minute, will you? Here, Ben. Uh, it's a nice bundle of dough. I want it. I want you a You just held up a gas my... station on Lincoln Boulevard. No, I didn't. That kid in the grocery store died. Wait a minute, will you wait we a minute? We got a dozen witnesses who can make an identification on you. I didn't shoot that guy in the grocery store. I didn't shoot him. Who did? Oh, Frank. Frank shot him. Frank who? Frank Woodard. You and Frank held up that gas station? Yeah. Where's Frank now? He went home. 618 North Wilton. He was tired. He was going to take a nap. <laughs> Get up. Grab him, Matt. Grab him. Let go, will you? Let go. Sit there to get under the pillar. And a bundle of dough. Uh, you busted. Get me. up, you knock. All right, all right. Get your pants on. All right. We'll tell you where I was, Willie. Yeah, Willie. Look, you can't prove can it. Sit. Come on, let's go. What about a shirt? Leave the pajama top on. We'll give you a whole new outfit downtown. Okay, okay. Any trouble? No. You can have them, Quine. Oh, here. This is yours. What for? Sixty cents. Matt and I got 96 in that last round of rapid fire. You had a 98. The lineup. Where before you passed the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. Listen again next week when we again bring you The Lineup. May I have your attention, please? <laughs> you people out there on the other side of the wire of the audience room, may I have your attention, please? <laughs> Thank you. My name is Greb, Sergeant Matt Greb. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call off a number, their name and charge. If you have any questions or identifications, please remember the number assigned to the prisoner. 
As I promised them, at the end of each line, I asked them questions about the location. The lineup, starring Bill Johnstone as Lieutenant Ben Guthrie and Wally Mayer as Sergeant Matt Greb, is written by Blake Edwards with music by Eddie Dunstetter. Featured in tonight's cast were High Averback, Gil Stratton, Vic Perrin, Sam Edwards, Jack Moyles, Gene Bates, Herb Butterfield, Tony Barrett, and Virginia Gregg. The lineup is transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. CBS will bring you General Dwight D. Eisenhower's first report to the American people tomorrow evening. This CBS broadcast will be General Eisenhower's public review of his recent visits to the Atlantic Pact Nations, where he laid the groundwork for rearmament under his direction as Supreme Commander. Earlier tomorrow evening, Edward R. Murrow and Hear It Now will bring you a picture of Detroit, arsenal of the Republic, as it girds for defense production. And for light entertainment, Jan Murray will be present with his songs for sale. Songs for sale, hear it now, and General Eisenhower's report will be heard tomorrow evening on most of these same CBS stations. Dan Coverly speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That was the lineup from February 1st, 1951, the grocery store matter, as originally heard on CBS. The lineup was the brainchild of uh, Elliot Lewis, who not only directed the episodes, but wrote them. A lot of people think the lineup was sort of a uh, copy of Dragnet. And while, you know, it might have played off the success of Dragnet, it was a unique show. It was a unique show. First of all, unlike Dragnet, the lineup, as soon as you heard those words at the beginning, Ladies and gentlemen, we now take you behind the scenes of a police headquarters in a great American city where under the cold, glaring lights will pass before us the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. Right away, you knew that you were being transported from the comfort of your recliner to a dark <laughs> police station, and uh, things were going to change a little bit. I love the lineup. I remember loving the TV show when I was a kid, and I was a little kid. Anyway, we have lots of episodes of the radio program, and we'll be playing more in the months ahead. kids well that's going to do it for this wednesday january the 13th 2021 but don't despair we will be back tomorrow with an old-time radio western which for many of you is your favorite day of the week so we look forward to having you come back in the meantime i hope you have a great day a great evening and take care of yourself okay be careful out there isn't that what uh who used to say that? Oh, it was on Hill Street Blues, right? The captain, or not the captain, the sergeant, 
used to say that at the end of each watch meeting. Hey guys, be careful out there. And that's my wish for you. Uh, We're going to go out tonight with a uh, song from Christopher Cross from 1983. Sad song, really, but my favorite. He made a big splash when he came on the scene in in, in the early 80s. And I remember the song Sailing was the huge one that won all kinds of Emmys. This is the best song he did, in my humble opinion. All right, everybody, this is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by. And I am so glad you met me. you mm-hmm.